Okay, so welcome back to Talk and Catch Fire. And in our original thing for this podcast, we said there would be a lot of streaming, but I feel like there's not there hasn't been as much streaming so far as there will be for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Ah, uh, because as I said last week, I feel like it was one of the you know, not as well received at the season so far, but it was my fave. But now it's like been full on top because I think this is one of my favorite episodes they've ever done. <laughs> yeah, and we could have screamed more last time, and we didn't. We didn't because we can we can rein it in. Yeah, <laughs> I because last week I said if I walked up to anyone saying. Donna is harboring some like feelings for Cameron. They wouldn't have, they would have like, you know, thought that I was insane, but <laughs> now I'm not so sure anymore about, about about like the absurdity of that statement. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you wanna, what do we do? What do we do? Do we want to get into that now or Yeah, no. Well, okay, because what what else is I what have else? an argument for this, okay. okay. Because I feel like this episode was entirely about being scared and chiefly Donna being really afraid of something and watching everyone else not be afraid. Yeah. So what's she afraid of? Like, right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, you know, that could be a couple of different things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You do. Well, you know, it, it it probably has to do with um, loneliness because you know we've mm. seen Gordon have like meet women and have girlfriends and mm. dates and all that. Um, we mm. haven't seen her with anyone. Well, we've seen her like you we've know sleep like with, with people, but it's not like a relationship, and it doesn't mean that she's yeah. any less lonely if she sleeps with someone because she did sleep mm. with somebody even this time. Which I was like, Donna, stop. <laughs> you just met him. He, he like played mutiny as a child, you know, like this isn't good. <laughs> yeah, he's he's too young. That there's that too. But um it could also have to do with yeah, so, like, you know if if potentially Donna is not completely straight, um <laughs> let's 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 go into the hypothetical um I just world. cannot believe it's like okay no I think we gotta go into the hypothetical like into a background for this otherwise everyone listening to this you can be like what the fuck okay fine okay yeah about? yeah because we know okay, what we're talking but, about but yeah but okay now I will get back to the fact though that it has never felt more undeniable than now and right. that really started with well it started with them in the um in the waiting room sure yeah. But it did really, like, go from Donna solving that game. Yes. Okay. Yes. So how do we want to explain this? <laughs> um, well, I mean, we have to go back to the beginning, or almost. Okay. Yeah, so we do have to go back to the beginning. I was actually asking my sister yesterday, who, you know, watched it before, watched the show before us, uh-huh. what was the first scene that made her think, like, of the possibility of this? And she couldn't tell me. But... Um, I was, like, thinking and, like, looking through things I've said in the past. Yeah. Well, I can and tell you honest- when I realized it. Okay, yeah, you do. Because I didn't see it for a long time. <laughs> because you, yeah, no, told you didn't me believe it was going to happen, but I didn't see it. Where I thought, you know, it's not, it's nothing more, it could be just friendship, right? It's, but because I can, because I can, as, because after we recorded last week, we had a really good conversation about stuff relating to this, but actually I didn't record and I wish yeah. I had. But pretty much, like, there's a lot of, in movies and TV shows and stuff, there's a lot of, like, a lot of the time friendships between, like, strong, very, like, strong-willed, like, women, you know, are quite queer-coded, uh-huh. but that doesn't mean it's intentional. Yeah, like no. that's a trope, not actual hinting at romance. Yeah, sometimes yeah, so anyway, it's just being upheld. Yeah, okay. So when when did you when did you think it went past tropes of female friendship for you? Right. Um, you'll correct me, but it's in season three. 
Okay, no, you don't. And yeah, it's the um, the scene where Donna is uh, high. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's not drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, she's like lying down on in in the grass, <laughs> and uh, she's like sort of dreaming or hallucinating mm-hmm. that yeah. Cameron is next to her, and mm-hmm. they're looking at the stars, and then they look at each other, and it mm-hmm. looks like they're gonna kiss. Yeah. That's that's when I was like, oh, okay, I see what you mean now. <laughs> when you said that, it it looked like they were in love or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because... That was when. Well, I'll go back to this, because... It's the most obvious, I feel. The first time I thought of it, but it definitely didn't cross my mind as something that would be, like, intentionally romantic, mm-hmm. was... I always call the bit in episode four of season one when they meet in the bathroom like yeah. the Carol moment. Yeah. Where <laughs> Karen's changing shirts and brushing her teeth. Like that I just call that the Carol moment. Like, you know, it's like them uh, it's like, you know, Carol and Therese seeing each other across the shop floor. I'm like, it's like that. But yeah. like in the Cardiff bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I that's more a joke than anything else. Uh, and I mean, there's bits in season one. Where like in the in the car park in episode four of season one, where um she talks about her code and everything and like how fantastic it is. I'm like, yay! But again, that's just you know strong, powerful women admiring each other. Yeah. But like, and then there's at the end of season one where the look the look like Cameron gives her when Donna says thanks but no thanks to the offer to work at Mutiny, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like in season two they double down on it, but in season two I had the same mindset of it's just being it's just like being really tropey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not they're not actually working towards this. It's just they're playing those powerful female friendship tropes. Mm-hmm. But then in season three, yeah, there's a whole because the thing that gets me about this because I will speak only from season three in this because that's when I feel like it's really purposeful not being just tropes of friendship. Yeah. Because the thing that gets me is that this show, this show you know the purpose behind every scene. There's, and that's a good thing. There's not much that's ambiguous on this show. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what's happening and you can see the, you can see, you can see the writer's intention behind every single scene. Yeah. Like, there's never any scene where you're going, what did that mean? Except there's a whole bunch in season three between them where you're like, what does this mean? Except and I'm talking about, yeah. I'm talking about, like, everything from when Donna suddenly makes a three, 360, I always say that, makes a 180 on Cameron having to move out. And when they... <laughs> When, when Cameron says you anchor me, I'm like, <laughs> who, has, who just as like friends says yeah, that? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm like, hmm, doesn't sound entirely like platonic to me. Yeah, but, you'd have to be a really good friend and like the only person. If you if that if that's the only person but, that anchors you, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's, it's just also I just. I just don't get it. And, yeah, so the reaction to, like, that and then then you anchor me and the hug and when and when Cameron gets married, Donna has a really weird reaction. Mm. Like, she's all – she's quite sad and everything. And I don't quite understand why because there was really no reason. Like, we don't like Tom, but – there's no reason to believe that Tom is a bad guy. Yeah, no, actually, it's the opposite. You know, he gets her um, yeah. when she has that, that panic attack and all that. So, mm. yeah. It's like Tom's boring, Tom's eh, Tom cheated on her, blah. But at that time, there's no reason to believe that Tom is bad. There's no reason for, for Donna to be sad about Cameron marrying Tom. No. No, if Why friends, she? she should be happy, yeah. Yeah, and I just, yeah, I just don't get that, and... Just, yeah, the big one of them all until now was the bit on the grass. Yeah. Where, because I feel like the thing they moved into in season three that really cemented it past, like, past the friendship tropes is that their scenes are framed like 
you've seen like a million times before in any like romantic movie where it's like off like you know two people in an office like between co-workers yeah. and they sort of like fight and they like, they crash they heads a lot and then like you know one day someone in like you know it's the heat of an argument one of them yells at the other one that you know it comes it slips out yeah the, the feelings and i feel like with all those scenes they're framed like we know so well from from things like that except we never get that shouted confession mm-hmm. and there's the and i feel like that yeah the- and i feel like that's intentional that they're pulling they're pulling on those because now it's it's switching to a different kind of trope. As I said, it's like a trope we've seen in so many romantic movies. Mm-hmm. The co-workers falling in love. Yeah. And that's why they keep... And that's, as, it, as we've talked about before, you know, the, the fact that they can see each other so well is why they aggravate each other so much. Yeah, yeah, we did talk about that. Um, and just to add to that, the, uh, there are other scenes that are meant... Well, I can think of one in particular that's meant as a joke, you know, when the, when Cameron's looking yes, for a house. Yes, yeah, exactly. And it's meant as a joke, but at the same yeah. time, if this were, like, a man and a woman, it could be, yeah. like, some sort of, like, either, like, a cynical joke or, like, a, mm. a foreshadowing, you know? That's the thing, because, like, watching season two, I was like, this is just, you know, as I said, tropes, me reading into it, not going to happen. You yeah. know, they would have never... It would have never, because the thing with the show is that they all get together and they discuss all the scripts mm-hmm. and they get them. And I was like, you know, never would have come up in those conversations, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then that happened in season three. And I was like, oh, so it has come up. <laughs> if they're doing that. All right. <laughs> Which is like, that's an interesting, that's a very interesting development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. They obviously discussed it at some point. Yeah, like, what's the nature of their relationship? Because, and also, another thing that makes me laugh is at the end of season one, when Donna's already turned down the thing at Mutiny, but then, you know, the thing with Gordon's car getting stolen, and yeah. Gordon and Donna gets her arm broken and everything, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's Gordon says to her, go where your heart takes you. <laughs> and it's like, then she turns off at mutiny. I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then she gets divorced. Then, oh, we'll, we'll get to that, though, because I have I have feelings about <laughs> the scene in question in this episode. and Yeah, and, and we've had divorce. all of those scenes in the past. And this season, what we get for at least the last uh, two episodes, maybe, mm. or three episodes, was... Um, Donna recognizing Cameron's code, which means she understands mm. how Cameron thinks and how she mm. works and how she creates things. And not but it's like, like uh, recognizing her code and then um, solving her game. Mm. And but it's like that's like long the more established... intellectual side of their relationship. Yeah. It's like long established that, as, as we talked about last week, that Donna like uniquely understands how Cameron thinks. Yeah. And that's just what, like one more argument. In our favor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> um, but I just think of, like, so many bits in season three mm-hmm. where you're just like, what is going on? This feels like an office romance. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and oh, I have, I just have so many notes because this is what <laughs> I've wanted to talk about. But until now, it all seemed like some sort of wild fan theory that, like, could have, could never happen. Yeah. And I want to just backtrack to the beginning of this season mm-hmm. because until now, well, we've had, we've had their like 10 second meeting in the hallway of Gordon's house, which is hardly, you know, yes, hardly rates. Although Cameron did act like someone acts when they see an ex unexpectedly, if I do say so <laughs> myself. Yeah. Um, we have that and then we have them talking at the, at the, um, convention. Arguing, you know, when Cameron's on the panel. Yep. And we have and we have them in the waiting room last episode. And we have Donna playing the game. But I feel like one of the most interesting ones prior to this episode that they're not actually in the same scene is 
the parallels between them in yeah. the first episode where Don is having Don is having sex with a guy and Cameron's on Cameron's sleeping on Gordon's couch. Yeah. And it's just such an odd correlation to make uh-huh. that like is that what Cameron's thinking of while she's <laughs> lying there? Like is it not actually happening and Cameron's Cameron's just thinking of that? Or it's just that's just another there's just another dangling thing you just don't understand the intention. Like yeah. it's not so much a dangling they're not such a they're not so much a question mark in like a dangling plot thread sense. Like if it never it's not so much detrimental to like the closure of the show that this is like cleared up. But it's just you just don't understand the intention and it feels like they're working towards something, especially now. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. You mean now after after this week? Yeah, because like yeah. those parallels are just straight up showing that they haven't found someone who replaces the other one in their lives, right? And it just full on vibes with what the Chris's and Kerry have said, which is that this season is about Donna has lost something detrimental to her sense of self, and I've already said this in like a previous episode of the podcast. But what is that detrimental thing to her sense of self that they are getting at here? Because I've, I've had discussions with people and they're like, oh, you know, it's the fact that it could be that she's not, like, part of, you know, the core group. Yeah. And she's, like, missing that connection. I'm like, it's a fair point. But she's never been friends with Joe, And I don't think... And she's never, she never worked with Joe, and she never really worked, but she did work with Gordon, but it wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, and as you've had, because we now had both of them, we had Cameron say it in the final episode of season three, sorry, I think it was episode nine, and we've had Donna say it this week, that mutiny is the best fun they've ever had. Yeah. And you're like, this is what they are getting at here, that they, that is she wants Cameron. They need to, like, I mean, get back together in the sense of... They need to get back together. Yeah. But I I mean, if you want to get to, like, what happens with them in this episode now, yeah. I just, I'm going to say before we get into it, I just can't understand <clears throat> what what is tearing her up so much Yeah, if it's not repressed feelings. Mm-hmm, because she does. And I know you have something to say about that. So. Well... Uh, yeah, and it has to do with the, with the drinking thing, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> sorry, um, so, you know, we've been keeping a account, uh, of Donna's, uh, drinks, which, by the way, this week it was is a four. Dress, this episode. Four. I think it's the same four as last episode. week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's one in every scene except when she's working. Um, but even then, you know, she's interviewing this guy and she's having a drink. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then the four is based on the fact that she says she's at two after she uh, gets arrested. So. Yep. But it could always be more, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's what we have. And by the yep. way, she gets arrested, which really reminded me of season one when Gordon is arrested. It's literally the first <laughs> scene you see Donna, yeah. Donna in in season one. She's picking up Gordon from the police station yeah. uh, for getting, after getting arrested for drink driving. Uh-huh. And I love that it's Gordon picking, picking her up. Um, which is like a big, such a good subtlety that like, cause you know, every time we've seen Gordon in a car, he's not driving anymore except that one scene. Right. Yeah. And you know, it, it shows that they're still, um, somehow close or, you know, they're, they're there for, for each other, but also, and that's, but also that Donna doesn't have anyone else to pick her up. Yeah. And that scene in the car was so, was so sad mm-hmm. and so lovely. And actually something I loved about that scene, sorry, we'll get back to like the yeah, what's tearing yeah, okay. her off in a sec. Um, but something I loved about that scene is that if this was another show that wasn't like as well written and everything, mm. that she would have, because t- you know, he, he offered his hand. Yeah. And she didn't take it. Yeah. If it was like a not as good show, she would have taken that, that hand and they'd be like back together now. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that would be realistic. Thing. Well, like, maybe she did it, <laughs> and it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's good that it didn't do it. So, um, what I was getting at is, um, you know, the fact that uh, I've noticed, and I'm quite proud mm. of it. It's, 
being addressed because I've <laughs> I saw it in episode two, and finally yeah. we're acknowledging it. Um, but um, yeah, the fact that she's been drinking and why has she been drinking so much? Uh, you know, obviously something she's there's a feeling of sadness or depression or anger or there's something there, right? Loneliness. I don't yeah. know. So. Um, one reason why she might be drinking could be the fact that, well, in in a general sense, she's feeling lonely, which is mm. probably true either way. But also, yeah. in the possibility, <laughs> in this hypothetical world, universe, where um, Dana isn't completely straight, then mm. the fact that she's realizing that she has feelings for a woman, or has <laughs> yeah. had feelings for a while, uh, that yeah. could be you know, a source of uh, confusion or anger or, or uh, anything that you can feel when you realize you're kind of not straight and, and yeah. denial and all that. And that could be a reason why she's trying to, you know, drown it or forgetting well, forget I, it or anything like that. The thing that could be happening is that this is, this is, this is going to be such a And this is the 90s too, go. so it's not the same, you know, it's not the same thing as now. Yeah, but, let, but let's go. Let's, I'm going to take the sleep. So, yeah. So... <laughs> Say that she's realizing it now. Yeah. Or like, you know... What uh, would she, be happening... She, yeah. What would be happening is that she'd be considering the past in a completely different light. Yes. She'd be considering everything she'd done, everything that she'd, you know, said to Cameron and yeah, yeah. done and everything uh-huh. completely differently. Yeah. Because that, that's what you do. Yeah. And she'd be like... And Looking even, back you know, beyond that. that, beyond that, it could go back to her childhood, you know? Yeah, but you'd be, you'd be looking at everything that we've, you know, all the bits we talked about, like all this, all those, all those actions that she's done in the past and like even Cameron's done in the past, but let's yeah. just, you know, keep this to Donna. She'd be looking at all of that and going, that's what it meant. Mm-hmm. Which, that would be an interesting development for this show to take, that Donna suddenly looks at that relationship in a completely different light. Yeah. Can I just add one more, like, thing to the pile of, you know, <laughs> evidence, though? Yeah. There's that bit in, I think it's, like, episode two of season two or something, mm-hmm. where they, where Cameron, go, they go buy those stolen XTs off that guy, and they're counterfeit, and they're in Chinese. Do you remember this? Yes. Yeah. And they go to the bar and it's one of my favorite bits of the whole show because Cameron's like, I, I'm going to try say it verbatim. I probably won't succeed, but let's, let's try. So she says, when I first met you, you were like, you know, the perfect Dillard's catalog businesswoman with big judging eyes. Yeah. And Donna's like, I wasn't judging. I'm just used to looking at Gordon. <laughs> and I, that scene, I'm still like, what does that mean? Yeah. Why are you comparing her to your husband? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and implying just, that, you know, she could have been impressed or something. Like looking, yeah, like looking at her like you look at your husband. Yeah, you what know, does that real. mean? <laughs> exactly. That's another one. Too. What is happening here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot about that one. <laughs> that's one of my favorites, but I feel like that's, that's an early nod to when in season three they like overtly went oh she thinks we're a couple i'm like oh okay so this has mm-hmm. been seen yeah even if it's a, even if it's presented as a joke mm. it's, it's come up yeah exactly it's not it's not them going oh they're just they're just friends that get each other in a unique way yeah so mm. yeah but i feel like Something else I wanted to mention. If, on the off chance that they do this and we're right, what are, like, the implications are happening? Because, like, five people watch this show anyway. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's not big. Mm-hmm. But how do you... But most of the other people who watch it wouldn't have ever thought of this at all, probably. Probably not. What do you think the reaction would be? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I want to be hopeful like... and say people will, will will take it as some sort of um, big reveal and be yeah, like, because... oh, 
I never thought about it, but now I I I want to I see it or if they rewatch mm. it, they then they'll see it. Um, but like, I yeah. always fear that you know they're not gonna like it or they're gonna say the it's forced though, or it's random. You know. Yeah. The thing is though, is this show if they do it, it won't be like a big dramatic thing, which yeah. I love. It'll happen over like it'll happen over. Like the phone conversation, I think that's like the phone conversation with Cameron and Joe. Obviously not like, it won't be like another phone conversation. But it'll be something like long and relaxed and mm. <laughs> gradual. Yeah. Because it's not that type of dramatic show that would use it as like a shock thing. Yeah, like a big kiss in the rain. Yeah. 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 Like that's not, well they haven't ever done big kisses in the rain on this show. No, they haven't like, been a lot of kisses anyway. Yeah, even with Donna and Gordon. I mean, Cameron and Joe is quite being quite affectionate, actually. Mm. But yeah, it but it'll be something really low key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of their scenes have been like as intense as they are. They are pretty low key. Mm. You know, it's them meeting in Gordon's house or at the hospital. It's 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 never um, a big event. Mm. Yeah, because I feel like. I'm just going to leap over to something else that happened in this episode that was pretty awesome that I had, like, I never, like, considered <laughs> the possibility of happening uh-huh. because it was way too cool. But <laughs> Haley is, <laughs> Haley is queer. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, when that happened, because the bit that you get it is when she, it was when Joe and, Joe and Haley are in the fast food place. Mm-hmm. And, Joe observes her talking to the waitress. Yeah, it's his And he face. just gets this, like, little smile on his face. And, oh, it's more than like, that. As soon he really as wants I... to laugh. Huh? It's more than that. He, he wants to laugh. He's, like, yeah. he's like, like, you know, hiding. In, yeah. That look. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I had never, ever, like, considered that one. And yeah, That's no. so cool. But it's, it's um it's, you know... The fact that she gets along with Joe so well. I mean, mm. it doesn't mean, it doesn't have to mean that mm. she's queer in a way, in any way, but. Mm. Uh, but then it's, we it's have something. like the follow up scenes that confirm it as that. Because yeah. you have Joe. <laughs> you have, oh, I loved, I loved Joe and Gordon's office, like really trying to tell him, like, you know, <laughs> she's, he's like, she's a little like me. And Gordon's <laughs> like, Gordon's like, oh, that's, you know. Okay. You know, thinking it means she's like introverted or like yeah, you know, or like sort of loves uh, computers or whatever you know, in the clouds. And he's like, like, no, yeah. no, it's like you're not getting it, mate. Like he's really trying to tell you something <laughs> here about your kid. And then I just loved his reaction at the end when he sees the waitress's tattoos mm-hmm. and it like all falls into place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, that was great. It's it's a nice it detail, great. even if it doesn't go so, anywhere beyond that. That was so unexpected. Uh huh. But I wonder what they're gonna do with it now because then I started thinking about. Oh, then I started thinking about you know in the first episode when she's at that place and the um some teacher or something from her school you know walks past and then she gets suspended for skipping. Oh right, yeah. And I was like, hmm, I wonder why, because she gets suspended for skipping, and then she cries in the car. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm like, hmm, was was it a like was it about that? Like, was she gonna try tell Gordon something, but then got interrupted? Because you know that guy then. Oh right, when she was crying. Oh yeah. Um, maybe. she's in the car and she's like, she starts crying, and then. Yeah, she's gonna say something, but yeah. then I remember then seeing that that episode and thinking, like, what's what, what's wrong with her? There's something. Yeah, well, I thought, and then I, I kind of forgot like, about it because she 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 starts working on comment, and then you know mm. she she gets like much better, but uh, yeah, maybe. But like, well, speaking from experience, like that's not gonna happen. Yeah, you know, she could she could definitely be getting bullied. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For like that reason and that's why she's skipping and yeah maybe she wanted to try tell him 
at that point. Yeah, or yeah, and she's already you know kind of different. So yeah, um, but, but I mean, could also you know maybe maybe it was that maybe it was just in fact you know just keeping it inside is enough to make you cry. But yeah, but yeah. in in light of that reveal, I'm very interested to see where they go with it from here. Mm-hmm. Do you want to because... talk about the parallels between her and yes, Cameron? because. This season, we used to be like this season. We've been drawing a lot of parallels between Haley and Cameron. Yeah, and I'm like, and in light of like this being revealed, like mm-hmm. this is very curious. Yeah, that you've just revealed that Haley's. You know, I I don't know. If, I don't know if she's gay. Maybe she's bisexual. But we'll just say she's queer. Just mm-hmm. you know, for the sake be of safe. It. Yeah, and. If she's Cameron, wouldn't that say something, <laughs> say something about her? Would say something about Cameron, maybe? And there's actually, I don't know if you watched, I don't know if um that you would have seen the trailer for next episode. Was it like on the end of your recording? Uh, it wasn't. They didn't actually show it um on that channel, but I did see some uh, pictures. Because I'll... I'll send it to you like after this, but I'll just describe it to you for now. Mm-hmm. So in the trailer for next week, there's so you know the girl from Atari or whatever, you know the one that Cameron met to yeah. talk to. Well, who, by, by the way, did way. you think she was flirting, flirting with her? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was she like, totally, she's like, I'm not gonna get in your way. You can maybe do whatever you want. It, it, it just sounds like she wants to be with her. Yeah, and I was like, why is this the episode where we find out everyone's gay? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was so yeah there was that and then so in the trail for the next episode is Cameron obviously walking to like the airstream or walking through the woods or something yeah, around I it with that. this girl yeah. and they share this like look between them and yeah you're like what yeah and I also said that she was gonna fight with Joe I think yeah yeah and she's on the phone to him and she's like and she's wearing the same outfit as she is, is when she's walking with this yeah. girl and you know looking mm. like you know, whatever. And then, and she's like, I know, I'm sorry, we said we'd hang out or something like that. And I'm like, are you blowing, like, Joe off to, you know, to be with a girl? <laughs> because that's what I did like about this episode is that it did keep showing that in the long run, Cameron and Joe are not meant for each other. Yeah. Well, I never saw it anyway. But at the beginning of the season with, like, that phone call and everything, it felt like they were trying to like you know be like they're meant for each other but now sure. this episode it's like and the last one actually as well it's you know like they're not really which i love yeah so. they're just sort of together because there is nothing else for them at the moment exactly but i feel like as long have... as soon as they find something better they'll like run as i said their best scenes are the ones where they're not they're not romantic yeah it's when they're friends and like that phone call is just them as friends. Yeah, well, yeah. I was gonna say it could have been just friends. Exactly, and that's why it's so good. And like the scenes at Comdex at the end of season three, they're just friends. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love them because we're just people who are like lonely, not, you know. Yeah, while they shouldn't be together at all because I don't think they're right for each other, they do uniquely get each other. Yeah, and that's good. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they need to be a couple, <laughs> right? Because, uh, yeah, no, if so, it's very interesting that, yeah, we're going Haley is Cameron and Haley is queer. Yeah. But yeah, that's very. It's another serious. thing, you know, it's all, it's all, I feel like it's all, um, how do you call that? Like, um, circumstantial evidence, mm. right? But it's all feeding but, into, like, the feet. Sorry? Yeah, well, it's all just, like, sort of. Uh, mixed evidence but when you combine mm. all of it together mm. it's, there's so much evidence <laughs> and I feel as I said like at the beginning it's this theme of the episode is that everyone it's about fear yeah and everyone is seemingly conquering fear except for Donna mm-hmm. and yeah but like it's a classic case, she, she, it's a classic like, case of you know the businesswoman yeah. who's too busy to uh, it can find yeah. anything personal. But I just, but that just goes back to what I was asking before. Like, 
what is Donna so like mortally afraid of? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's what they're getting at is that she's really scared of something. Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone else is like, I I think I, I was gonna. This goes with something I want to say about like the scene at the airstream where yeah. they're signing the things. Yeah, I was about, about like, it too. <laughs> so let, yeah, let's dive into that. I have to say before we start though, this scene just talking about how like the scenes in season three were frames, like you know, like office romance you've seen like fifty thousand times before. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I feel like the scene at the airstream with the signing the papers was like. A divorced couple that doesn't want to get divorced signing the papers. Yeah, and it it it, it looked like um, last episode when they were signing signing the actual divorce papers. Yeah. So okay, did you think it was like it looked like? Did you think it was sort of a parallel with Tom and Cam- Tom and Cameron? Last well, episode? yes. Um, because I, I think place. I think last I think it, uh, with the divorce paper she didn't read them either she just like signed it and that was it yeah right yeah. just to like get rid of it so there's that that's In another case, case of Cameron not reading the contract um, <laughs> and then like getting herself into deep shit later. yeah <laughs> yeah um, the fact that she, she doesn't want to get paid for it too it. yeah um, and <laughs> remember last week when you. Uh, uh, about the hospital scene, you you asked me if I saw the fact that it looked like Donna was crying or she wanted to cry, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. this uh, this week uh, in that scene, I didn't notice or I was seeing it. I don't know, but it really looked like Donna wanted to cry. She couldn't even talk. And Cameron too. I, I was looking at Donna. <laughs> it was the I was looking at Donna. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when am I not? But. <laughs> But, but it, it it really she it really looked like she couldn't talk and obviously Cameron noticed and yeah. it was it, it it really looked like it was too much like the the just whole scene was back too to intense. Like, yeah, just to go back to the thing that you brought up about how we've got a parallel between uh-huh. Cameron signing her divorce papers at the caravan and Don and like Donna sign, signing the thing with Donna and it being the same, in which case. There is a real sense of finality with yes. um with the Tom and Cameron one because he just he goes off without a question he like walks off without a question in the air while with Donna there is that lingering question of are you okay yeah yeah so and like she knows where Tom them. is but you know she knows where he's gonna go now because he's you know they're gonna have a kid and all that um but they haven't actually talked yeah that's the thing there is no there is no closure lingering thing with tom while with donna there is yeah Mm. Mm. which (laughs) it's like if only that truck hadn't driven past right (laughs) because it's like there's always somebody interrupting there's so many scenes like that where i'm like what would happen if, like, someone didn't walk in, if the truck didn't drive past, like, <sighs> without all these different things? So, okay, what do you think would have happened if the truck hadn't driven past and interrupted them? Because she was going to say something. Well, yeah, it was well, like, that's what I was, was going to say. That time, it looked like she was going to talk, but then it, there was this small distraction and she sort of gathered, gathered herself up yeah. and left. So and what do you think would have happened? Well, she would have... She uh, what are you asking me? What she would have said? Because that I don't know. Yeah, or or done, or whatever you think. I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's always that same thing. I can tell you what I wish would happen, but okay. What do you wish? <laughs> well, she would have said something like "I miss you" or something, you know. Yeah. Or I'm not mad, or you know, you've put I'm me thinking... in a very difficult position. <laughs> I'm thinking if. I'm thinking if it hadn't driven past, I think what would have happened is that she would have just simply said no mm. and then maybe turned around and gathered herself and kept walking. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Just, and just left. Yeah. But that's also an, and, but that's an invitation to say, what's, what is it, you know? Yeah. If, you say, if, like, if someone says, are you okay, and you say no, you have to expect, expect them to, to be like, what's wrong? I... Say, I feel like it would have been the type of thing where she said no, 
and gathered herself and turned around and kept walking and Cameron would have like right after her asked her but she wouldn't have answered she would have just left yeah and, and again that's no closure at all at all something else has yeah. to happen yeah I just well firstly yeah I know she's like I say she's like the best every week <laughs> but Carrie Vachey is just truly incredible like this episode I was like you know this is amazing mm-hmm. like you've got to watch and Mackenzie too obviously like just them just the expressions on their faces yeah like the just the micro expressions in that scene yeah that's it's just really- incredible yeah, that's why, that's why I said I was looking at her and it looked like she was going to cry or break down. Mm. But, hang on, let me just, let me just find it in my notes. But, okay, so in that, because something I've noticed about her clothes this season. Right. Let me just get to that before going back, is that her clothes have become a lot louder yeah. and a lot more imposing. And it's it's her armor. It's how she protects herself. She like makes herself look more imposing and everything. Mm-hmm. And she turns up to the airstream in like her biggest chunkiest jewelry and like, <laughs> the hair, her too. hair all done and like yeah, just perfectly together. Like you know, yes. in like her biggest shoulder pads and everything. <laughs> and just all of those defenses uh-huh. like right up yes and trying to be all guarded and she slides that thing over like super professional mm-hmm. and then a couple of things happen i think the first thing that really like shatters her like on the spot is you know she's saying actually hmm, i'm in two minds i'm saying like i could say okay but i'm in two minds but the first thing could be that she breaks when cameron says there's no need to pay me oh yeah definitely like utter kindness but also i feel like i feel like they even when she's pulling up when she puts the car in park and she pulls up yeah that broken look on her face is there even then mm. yeah but it's also you know we've seen that uh two or three times now um whenever she sees cameron her expression mm. changes just, when someone mentions her or when she like yeah, sees yeah. it she completely like flips out yeah even, you know, whatever it is, something about Cameron upsets her completely. Yeah. And, well, oh, I said, but anyways, okay. So she sits at the table and just completely, to get back to the micro expressions. Yeah. And yeah, just completely breaks. At least, I said, she, she, she looks like when she, she is when she pulls up, but okay. She doubly does when Cameron says, you know, there's no need to pay me. Mm-hmm. And, you just she shows her that kindness and that ultimate kindness but i feel like the thing is she so there's you know donna's like they sign the thing and donna's like you know i won't tell joe or anything yeah and she's like and karen's like he already knows and the look on her face <laughs> yeah when she says that i was just like what is that because it's not like it's not a thing about it's not a thing about joe and it's not a thing about cameron like that look it's Uh like an introspective look at herself in my mind she like to me she's going look at everyone else being like brave and able to say those things except for me like it, what if I was able to be honest like that? Yeah, I see. Which is just so, like, so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and about close to, um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's just a remark like that, but uh, she clashes so much with Cameron's universe. Mm. Uh, just you know, she, Cameron is wearing <laughs> like just like overalls and nothing yeah. under and boots and <laughs> and meanwhile Donna and you know she's in a trailer and mm. <laughs> Donna steps into that universe that is so like 
unclean, you know, in a way compared to her office and the bar mm. she goes to and and her out al- her house. It's mm. so different. Which is but why like, she might have needed that armor because she knew she knows that Cameron lives in a trailer. She knew she was going to step into the mud, you know, and it's all it's all like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I just just that look on her face. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, as I said, that's her going Clearly, you're going to herself, what would it be like if I could... Because as I said, this episode is about Donna being mortally afraid of something. Mm -hmm. And she's seeing everyone else and being like, why, what if I was like that? What if I could do that? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. Mm -hmm. And there's like, because... She's been putting on such an act all of this season. Oh, yeah, for sure. So performative. Mm-hmm. And it's all put on, like, as I said, she's, like, the clothes are the armour and the jewellery is the armour and everything, like, trying trying to keep it all up. And as we said, she's, like, as you said, she's, like, trying to bury something yeah. behind all this drinking and everything. Mm-hmm. And it could have been different reasons, you know. Um, at one point I thought she I, was almost, yeah. I, I almost thought she was um, angry at her own daughter for Comet. And I thought maybe part of the act is that. Um, and just, you know, it's kind of part of the game when you're a powerful businesswoman, too, to, mm. you know, act uh, tough. But it doesn't mean it's only that. Mm. I just... I can't see what it is if it's yeah that is completely tearing her up if it's not that. Yeah, because, yeah, what, yeah, what, what, what else can it be? As I said, it's not – she wouldn't get that upset about not being able to work with Joe and Dorden. No. No. It's not It's not the, like – it's not the team thing they've got going on that's upsetting her. hmm Because now I just remember it's a scene I've only watched, like, once or twice because it just, like, completely kills me. But at the end of season three, when she sits in the car after Cameron says, I can't work with you. Yeah. Because remember, she's like, you know, we can get rid of Joe if that makes you happy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Cameron says, I can't work with you. Mm-hmm. And she sits in the car and just completely breaks down. Yeah. And you're like, what is that? <laughs> it's, uh, it's rejection. It reminds it's a me of that. Yeah. <laughs> and she get and just going back to like now she gets away from that as soon as she possibly can because she knows that she's going to, like, completely break. Mm-hmm. But she is breaking. Yeah. But she needs to get herself out of it before... Before she lets something slip out, clearly. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't see why she'd be making off so fast. Yeah. Like, why is she making... Why... It happened in the waiting room bit, too. Like... Why is she running away as fast as she can? Yeah, she's avoiding something. You know, we've seen it this episode with the scene, the way she she like, left. Yeah. She leaves uh, like so fast. But every time she... she, can't, she it, it looks like she cannot bear to be in the same room as her for more than 30 seconds. It's not... But it's not that like, she can't bear it. It's that... Well, she can't bear she it because... Stay- I feel like it's saying if she stays there... She's gonna. She won't be able to resist. Yes, that's, that, that's doing what, something. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, she can't bear it. Yeah, sorry. Because if she stays, then yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's gotta. She's she's saying to herself, she has to keep that barrier up. Yeah, because she's supposed to be distance. mad. Yeah, but I just. She just has a complete like mental breakdown whenever someone. Mentions her. <laughs> like, because now I'm going to go to another scene in this episode, uh-huh. which is, I loved, which was Donna, which was Diane just absolutely tearing into her. Yes. Because, you know, Diane's like, here's what you have to do, and you should have done it as soon as it happened. Yeah. Is that you have to go to Cameron and get her to sign a release. Yeah, it makes sense. She starts, and she starts crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm no, like, I don't want to go. <laughs> and I was like, this Why are you crying? Because, as we were saying last episode, you're like, what even happened between them? Like, you couldn't even remember it. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, oh well, you know, it was the, 
it was the, it was, you know, the IPO of mutiny failing. Yeah, lack of communication. Yeah. And everyone, everyone going against Cameron's wishes Mm -hmm. on that. And that failed and that, you know, set them apart. And then they're meeting at Comdex in 1990 and it, you know, trying to do something and it not happening. Yeah. But that is so long ago. Yeah. Like, it, like, the reason that she gets so upset, it cannot be that anymore. Yeah, because... And it wasn't the first time, you know, uh, um, Donna yeah. went behind Cameron's back at once yeah. or twice. And then, you know, they, they figured it out and they, they, they made up in a way. So, so, yeah. Why, why this time? I just... And yeah, I love Diane going, I'm sick of having to hold your hand. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because, because, yeah, when she like just started crying when she said, you know, that she had to, and she's like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't go do it. I was like, why can't you? Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. Like, I don't see, she's, as I said, it's, it's the Donna performance and Cameron can see right through it. Mm-hmm. But I still don't get why that's reason to be like i can't do it i can't go see her yeah unless it's something it's something massive and it's and you know even if even if she's still angry at her you know it's it's a business thing she should still be able as part of her job to go make her sign a sign a thing yeah but just the emotional reaction says to me it's more than a business yeah, thing. Yeah, no, 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 exactly, exactly. It should be just a business thing. But she gets so yeah. emotional for that. And you're like, what is it? Yeah. What are you fighting here? <laughs> what, are you, what are you fighting with What's yourself What's making you so upset? Uh-huh. Also, I have to say, the look on Cameron's face, like, when she signs the paper and looks up at her, uh-huh. like, she looks like she's going to cry. Yeah. They all do. Yeah, it's it's a mess. <laughs> oh, just I just and the bit when she's like another thing you know how I said she's just completely kind to her from when she like sees her Cameron in this episode. Yeah, and it's been and, that way all season. Cameron yeah. was well, and except that, except at the panel where she does not, um you know but everyone sort of went into that with like the daggers out like, yeah 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 you know. but every other occasion she was always very nice and she was the one that felt like oh if, but if donna sees me you know she's gonna be angry at me or something even though cam even which is actually really interesting because donna was never the one that was angry last season cameron was one that was incredibly angry about it all yeah yeah and what was I saying? Uh, um. Oh, yeah. But, oh, she shows her that kindness. Right. And that's what Donna's always wanted. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, that is, because you remember when, remember when they worked at Mutiny and, you know, Cameron would be like, there would be no, there'd be no boss and it'd be really frustrating because Donna would have to pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. Or... You know, there was always, she didn't, they understood each other more than anything else, but there was still those, like, little, like, aggravations. Yes. Yeah, and the fact that. And then when. Yeah. And then she shows her just, as I said, she shows her, like, the kindness and whatever she's always wanted and needed from her. Mm -hmm. Which might um, make Donna worse. (laughs) Mm. I just can't believe, like. We've said this a couple of times, but I just can't believe the role reversal we've gone through. Oh, yeah. Like, Cameron is so open and chilled out now, and <laughs> Donna's, like, Donna's all clammed up until, and then, yeah, Donna's all clammed up until Cameron just breaks her apart. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Cameron used to be the one with the all the frustration and all the, just all the emotions, like, all, like, stuck inside, and now Donna's the one who looks like she could break down any time. I have to say, what you know how I said, what if the truck hadn't come past, what would have happened? Uh-huh. If Joe hadn't walked into the room at the hospital, what would have happened? Mm, good question. Yeah, because you did say that um, you felt like it was Joe who made Donna like change her mood. And well, I don't think, yeah. 
And while I don't think they would have had like the heart to heart, like, you know, the big conversation that they need to have in a hospital room. Yeah. I feel like something no. more would have happened. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Just they always get interrupted and that slight interruption just completely throws her back. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a, it's like a distraction and all of a sudden, like, it's, you know, it's like when you're acting she's and something in, distracts she's you. She's like, she's like back in those memories and those moments and everything with Cameron. Yeah. And then, some, and then like something, you know, something breaks, breaks it and then she's back. Yeah. And she has to, she's back and from she the has to think, okay, I'm in front of the camera now. And yeah. Mm. Right. Someone else is here. It's yeah. another. It's another thing that goes into like it makes it more. You know, real. her going. I can't see her, and you know, getting really emotional is that she can't bear to see her because something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. She won't be able to resist something. <laughs> but just to go back to what we were saying before about how you know there's stuff building up and everything. Mm-hmm. But this is like to me. This is the most concrete thing we have for this this episode this episode and everything encompassing it yeah. is the most concrete thing we have for this this i don't know theory i guess is what you call it yeah because even at the peak of like the intimate hallucinations like when donna gets high she dreams of sharing intimate moments with camera and you're like okay that's straight um last season <laughs> <laughs> it's it wasn't it wasn't as undeniable as that scene at the airstream mm. in my mind. Right. But that is the most undeniable thing we've gotten to do with this. Yeah. The fact that there's that's something. not like that's not that's not the joke of, you know, she thinks we're a couple or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like actual concrete, serious this may be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and your texts were all like, What if we get this, <laughs> which, you know, because this is how you, because as you say, it's yeah. the most obvious. Yeah. I have to say, I just a couple more things before we finish. Uh-huh. If it does happen, because otherwise then we're just going to keep like going on and on. And yeah. Because we could talk about this for hours. I feel like we've, and, I, um, I feel like we've covered most of it though. Yeah. It, like the spark notes version. Uh-huh. If it does happen, because how they've done this show is that because of the low ratings and everything, when they make a season, they never knew if they were going to get to do more. Right. So on the extremely off chance that it does happen, my question is, when did they find out? Uh, who? When did Carrie and Mackenzie oh, right. get told that this was in the future of them? Because regardless of whether they'd actually get to, like, play it, or see it out or something. Mm-hmm. They when did they find out that would be a direction so they could start, like, working that in? Yeah. That's something I would be curious to know. Mm-hmm, because then you can go back and look at that. Because it's, it's, it's like, when you do something like that, it's not something that you overtly say. It's you start planting those seeds yeah. in your performance. Yeah, yeah. Just whether it's, like, how you look at someone differently or something like that. Yeah, it's a good question. If it happens, mm. then we get to ask. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I just sort of want to be like, I sort of just want to like call up Carrie Rochet and be like, just tell me what is going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this intentional? Or are we just reading into it? I don't think we are, but yeah. I don't think so at this point. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So I think, I think we should give, give everyone a break before yeah. we start getting in too much. So, just to finish off, yeah. favorite moment and your best performance slash MVP for the episode. Right. Um, my favorite moment is something we haven't touched at all, but it was a rocket scene. Yes. Uh, Perfect. Which was really Lovely. nice. It's always nice to see um, Hilly have fun. And I like her with Joe. And, um, yes, me too. Oh, and it was also one point where Cameron was, you know, Gordon was like, you know, you should come and all that. And, um, Cameron was allowing herself to be just happy. Someone was theorizing that maybe Haley could have a crush on Cameron, which is an interesting assertion. And but I feel like we haven't seen much of them, enough of them together for that. Yeah, not really. But it could totally happen because they are similar in some ways. And um, if and you if know, anything, 
No, no, yeah. sorry, it's just I was totally say, possible. If, if there is one that I'd say, it would be that she has a crush on Katie because oh, yeah. that would explain her reaction when she found out that her and yeah, that Katie and Gordon were dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they're going to go down that road, I feel like that's probably the more likely one. Probably. You're right. Yeah. But no, that scene with the rockets was beautiful and lovely. Yeah. What was yours? I liked Cameron going school friends overrated. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was great. (laughs) And I was like, that's so true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My favorite moment, apart from like this, you know, everything we talked about with Donna and Cameron. Oh, I have to say, I loved a great bit was when she's drunkenly singing, when Donna's drunkenly singing along to Pat Benatar in the car. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was watching it on TV and my mom was singing with her. It was like such, it was such a good scene because I was like, I half wanted to laugh and I half wanted to cry. Yeah. Like it was so conflicting uh-huh. that it was so, it was so fabulous. And I love that, but I'm just going to, I'm going to go out and like a limb and, you know, I'm going to mention my favorite of something we haven't talked about and that's not related to either of those characters. Right. Diane proposing to Boz <laughs> because that was such a lovely, it was such, it was so lovely. And Diane was like so lovely and open and earnest and everything. And then just got completely like, completely like shut down oh. and completely her heart broken. I was like, oh, this is just completely brutal. <laughs> it was. Here's, here's what my notes say. I wrote, um, Diane, do you want to marry me? Boz. Let me tell you the 12 ways I fucked up. <laughs> it was just so sad. Oh, definitely. It was, that was it, oh yeah. And it was so great that she was, you know, bringing, 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 sorry, bringing it up um, and not, you know, him in a traditional way. It was just great. There were multiple moments in this episode that had me like jumping off my couch screaming yes. Ah, oh, the cartwheel. And other things. But Okay, I have to say another favorite, which feeds into my MVP. Right, it's two scenes. Um, my MVP for this episode that is not Carrie, that is of course it's always Carrie Bechet slash Mackenzie Davis. But I'm gonna do another one just like as an extra because she only had like two scenes and completely like subtly knocked it out of the park. Um, Catherine Newton is Joni because right. she had that first bit where like Donna gave her like that lovely like speech about, you know, how she's so brave and everything. And that was lovely. And I was like, oh, that's such a nice thing to say. And as I said, feeds into my thesis about like what the episode is, like the focus of the episode completely. Mm-hmm. So she does that speech and then the next, and then she repeats it yes. while drunk. And you, you just look at Joni's face when she says that and I don't like there's been few scenes on that show that were as like shattering as that one even though she said even though Joni said absolutely nothing no you because you you know yeah and I realized mm. that at the same time as she was I was like oh no she's repeating herself and then the the camera looks at the 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 glass and Mm. yeah it is completely removed like the legitimacy of that lovely moment before Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was so sad. Yeah. And she played that so well. As I said, she didn't get any words to say into that, but you said, look at her face. Oh, absolutely. Like, it was just perfectly played. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. Sorry. We just, we were momentarily interrupted. So where was I? Um, you were talking about, um, Joni. I was talking about Joni. Well, yes. No, she, as I said, she had two scenes and she had, she had no dialogue to work with and she just played that perfectly. That like she crushing is. disappointment of all the like, all the loveliness of those words just completely snatched from her. Yeah. And that was great because as I said, we sort of addressed the, we sort of addressed the alcohol problem last episode with Bo- like Boz, you know, saying that how many of those have you had? Mm-hmm. But that was a real like overt. There's the first real overt. There is something wrong here. With yes. It. Which is fabulous. Yeah, I agree. I who was your best? Who, yeah, who was your best performance? Um, I was gonna go with Diane. Yeah, for both scenes, as you mentioned, and mm. it's funny because if you if you remember, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, talking about uh, this whole um, idea of whether Donna is true or not. Mm. But <laughs> before the season began, we saw some trailers and pictures. And there was it. It looked like there was going to be a lot of Donna and Diane, but there hasn't been Which? a lot. And we we were you know going to all kinds of th- theories about that, but um, we haven't seen her. I wouldn't be opposed to it. 
Sorry? I wouldn't be opposed to Donna and Diane. No, absolutely not. Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we thought, you know, maybe that was going to happen or just that they were going to work more closely. Um, mm. But yeah, this time uh, for picking up after, you know, Donna. And as much as Donna has said before, you know, that you had to pick up after Cameron. Now she's the one that has to be mm. picked up after. Um, and also, yeah, the scene with Boss was, was great. And I can't wait to see because as much as she was probably angry and disappointed that he had lied to her and all that immediately mm. she was in the mood she was in the in the in the state of mind that's like okay we need to like move and fix this mm, absolutely. and yeah i thought that was great okay so shall we shall we leave it here for another <laughs> until next week of more i think that's fan enough theories now. <laughs> we finally did our donna and cameron episode yes. so i hope I hope you enjoyed it and we will be back next week. Goodbye. Bye.